listening to Pawnee Public Radio. With your hosts, Hannah and Will. You made it into the podcast. It's so good to have you back. Make yourself comfortable, but please take off your shoes. It's that kind of podcast. Yes. No <laughs> shoes while listening to this podcast. Yeah. Unless your shoes are brand new and squeaky clean, like mine. Like are. you came over. They're bright white. You came over in order to do a little fashion show for us. Then it's like, you're looking great. Thank you for thank you for having our house dirt on your clean shoes. That's just nice. <laughs> <laughs> We're both extra giddy today because we're not even going to hide it. We have a guest who has already taken her shoes off and is ready to enter the pod. <laughs> yeah. A, Will, how excited are you? A dear, my dear, dear friend, Shantira Jackson, is in the room being very polite and quiet like we asked her to. <laughs> uh, and my future dear, dear yeah, friend. No, that's presumptuous. Everyone's invited. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm so happy. We're about to... Open open our front door of the metaphorical house that we talked so much about <laughs> um, to Shantira Jackson. I got to do improv with her in Chicago on a team called The Ruckus. May it live forever. Um, bruh, bruh. <laughs> she's here. She's through the window. Um, Shantira, you can also say hello. <laughs> Hi. I don't know. I was just like going to let you guys do your thing and then just kind of yeah. sneak in. I am a, a shoes off household, though. Well, as I got yeah. older and then I started caring about my stuff. When I was in Chicago, you could have walked around. I don't care in anything. But now that I like plan on keeping this furniture and not throwing it in an alley when I move out, yeah. I, I don't I don't have any shoes on in my house. Well, well first, <laughs> welcome. And secondly, Throwing a couch into an alley in Chicago is a is an important part of like the ecosystem because people Absolutely. need those couches to furnish yeah, it's, their it's, apartments. It's truly like reuse, re, like recycle, reuse because I have pulled furniture out of an alley uh, in the before times, mm-hmm. and um, I hope in the after times people get that opportunity too. Your mid your twenties is for um, alley furniture. <laughs> I mean, I I told you guys I bought my first. I've never bought a rug before, but I really, the all white carpets and all white walls are starting to get to me in quarantine. And so I bought a colorful rug. Yeah. Yeah. My friend Sunday Burquest is an interior that designer, is a and she fantastic name. You gotta say the whole <laughs> thing. Thank you so much for her. Yeah, that's a, that's the name you say one- the whole goddamn thing. That's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's fantastic, and she's helping me redecorate because it looks like I just moved into my apartment and I've lived here for five years. Oh yeah. And you can only yeah. describe a place as like minimal for so long before people get on to you and they're like, you just haven't done anything. <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture of my new place. This is the first time that I um, have ever truly felt like I was going to stay somewhere for like a minute. Like I've always moved into places and been like, I don't need to paint the walls. I ain't staying here. But then we moved in here and I was like, I'm going to live here. I'm not just going to stay here for a minute. So we like... Um, Decorated the walls. It's really nice. I'm going to send you a pic. It looks good. Yeah. I'm like, I can just the I corner. Feel I can like see looks because good. she and because she entered, I feel like you cut her bio short. Our guest is so impressive. <laughs> and all the <laughs> what the listeners know is she's that she was shoes. on a Herald yeah. team with you hey. and she's not wearing <laughs> shoes. Being on a Herald team she, is the tip of the top for a lot of people. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, now that now that IO has has passed on, it, it's just mm-hmm. like. You know, it, it's vintage. I think it has. Yeah. But yeah. 
Back in my day, we used to do this thing where we paid for improv, and then we paid to play, and it was called the Herald Team. Oh, yeah, I don't know how to explain, um, <laughs> how to explain, oh, wow, I was able to forget the name of it. Oh, my God, I don't know how to explain mod to my oh, kid. Yeah. I paid a lot of money for props. It was a big honor. And once a month, I put on a show and got none of the props. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe and then too- to let our listeners know, you you probably yeah, recognize Shantira's dulcet tones. Um, <laughs> I'll, I secretly always wanted to to deliver Shantira's bio by with, while making eye contact with her. So this is also like a long term plan. Mm-hmm. Here it comes. Already. Um, and maybe change it all into the second person. <laughs> now that you're here, Shantira, you are currently writing for the Amber Ruffin show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stop me if I if I, I miss anything I'll, from your okay. bio. Okay. Uh, Shatira is right for the Amber Ruffin show. Uh, she was recently a writer and consulting producer for Saved by the Bell, coming out November twenty fifth. Yes. Check your TV did- guide, or just believe me. I think I'm right. That is absolutely right. Black Friday. Nice, Everybody nice. will be full of turkey and ready to watch binge watch some TV. Yeah. Stay home. Watch Saved by the Bell. It is looking very, very funny, very fresh. Uh, she also worked as a consulting producer on She the People as a staff writer for Busy Tonight and also on NPR's Ask Me Another on BET's 50 Central. Is it 50 Central or is it 50 Central? I call him Curtis. Thank you. Curtis's <laughs> show. <laughs> also, if anyone's looking to hire, Shantira, she's a triple threat. But I won't tell you what all the threats are. She's also written for the Writers Guild Awards, the Webby Awards, and the ESPYs, which is good because at the end of this show, it does become a sports podcast and we need your help. Okay. <laughs> yeah, get I'll ready. do my best. Uh, but she's also a podcast pro. I oh, am yeah. a podcast. I'm a podcast. Because yeah. she co-hosts uh, Busy Phillips is doing her best with Busy Phillips and Casey. I don't know Casey's Say last um, name. Ch- I went into this <laughs> without the knowledge. Uh so you are very used to this uh, for medium as well. Yeah, when uh, when Will was like, uh, "Could you record it?" and I was like, "I got a thing from this thing." <laughs> I'll, I just like because we recorded the podcast today, so I um I set it up so that uh, I just left it up for you guys. I knew what to do. <laughs> so here's the fun thing. So we recorded our last podcast early mm-hmm. before the election. Good. That's so good. We have not. We have not been able to process the election, but you have already on a podcast celebrated and said all your election yeah. thoughts. Are you are you glad that post-election you have like a podcast tour of check-ins <laughs> post-election? Oh, absolutely. I love to see how everyone's feeling. I love to help see how everyone celebrated because like in Chicago, in New York, I used to live in both of those places and they fucking had a party, a fucking party. <laughs> and I'm in, I'm in fucking Sherman Oaks and it was a little too quiet for my taste. <laughs> See, I, I don't I don't mean to get competitive with you, but I think I had a worse experience okay. what happened? than quiet. I, first of all, very excited, very happy. I spent a lot of time with Knock for Democracy, calling North Carolina and Texas and Georgia. Everyone should look up Knock for Democracy. It was so much fun. And they're also going to call uh, for this, the Georgia runoffs yeah. for Ossoff and Warnock. Really great time. You know, woke up. Oh, my gosh. They're saying he's got the votes. Um, the one thing I've been doing are these outdoor cycle classes because I miss work like group 
classes so much and it's all spread out. So I said, great, I'm going to drive there. I'm driving through Beverly Hills oh, on my no. way to Century City. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm in a Trump parade. 200 cars. There's MAGA flags. No. There's uh, the cop flag with the like the gray blue lives American bullshit. flag. With the, yeah. The, the, the thin blue line flag. There's... There's stuff, there's Wawagawa written on a window. And I'm, I asked my brother, I'm like, what the fuck is Wawawaga? It's one of those QAnon things. I'm straight up in a Trump parade. I don't know what to do. But at this point, and the worst part of it, well, this is a weird thing to be the worst part of it. They <laughs> yeah, were driving you, like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the the flags were no, but they kept making these crazy U turns, and I was like, the last thing I want to do is get in an accident mm -hmm. with one of these. Have to exchange information, have to call have them, like, have to sort out your insurance with them. <laughs> oh my gosh, that have like recount the votes or count the votes. I don't know if they want to recount or count. So my experience no. <laughs> was everyone oh. in West Hollywood is like singing and joyful. Like we have with so much from blue balloons. But here I am in a freaking Trump parade. Yo, that fucking sucks. Like those people also like they're scary. They're like scary people. <laughs> so Their eyes were I they're mean, losing, they're some losing of, their minds right now. And I personally, as long yeah. as they don't hurt anybody, I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I will say, I, I understand the amusement at a distance. Yeah. While in it, I got quite, I got quite scared. Yeah. I missed my turn. Yeah, I it's just, scary. They're scary. And that's the <laughs> thing that's so interesting is because we are scared of them because they're dangerous and they don't like us because they're stupid. <laughs> it's like a difference. They're like, oh, you're queer. You're black. You want people to have health care. You're evil. And I'm like, but you want to hurt me. So I think that they are genuinely like they're scary people because they um, actually hurt people. So yeah, it was just that's scary. I'm happy you're I, okay. I, I had to, I let my family know when I was safely at my class. And then on the way back, I was, I was trying to avoid them, and but as soon as I hit WeHo, I don't know if there was some sort of protest, like city limit line. Suddenly, blue balloons, rainbow flags, dancing in the street, um, Biden shirts, all the good stuff. Well, uh, so it was really I got I got both yeah. extremes. In, in LA, there are only two places yes. that went uh, red, and those two places mm -hmm. are Beverly Hills. In a Scientology building. Well, I listen to you talk about this on the busy. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it's just those two places. It's like a huge. You were saying it's taxes on the Busy Phillips podcast. Oh yeah, it's like taxes because uh, the they um they want to be recognized like as a church, not like a as a weird like Ponzi scheme. So like everybody, because you know they all like live there, and you get to vote there. So they all vote there because um. Trump is uh, very like right now pro evangelical and and also um, evil. So <laughs> he doesn't know a Bible verse. I feel like hmm? I don't know. Whenever he's asked about the Bible, I feel oh no, I he's pro evangelical like, like bonkers people, but not like I don't think he believes in God. If anything, <laughs> if he believes in God, he believes in himself. He thinks he is one, but. I don't think he even accidentally I just feel read like the Bible. I could make, yeah, I feel like I could make up for the listeners who are like, I thought this was about Parks and Rec. We did watch an episode, but we just wanted yeah, to celebrate it's a, the it's election. A pocket, small government. 
Yeah. You're and right. she's Why also in love. She's in love with Joe Biden. Let's not you deny right. the we fact that she's in yeah. love with yeah. Joe Biden. You know right now that fucking Leslie is like soaking wet. She like came <laughs> when she found out. She just splooshed all over the place. <laughs> uh, Department of the Interior. That's Ugh. canon now. It yeah. happened on the podcast. It's true. In 2020, Leslie splooshed everywhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hope the character uh, Leslie. We do have never... a Biden. <laughs> yeah. She's too happy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we have a Biden line this episode. We watched uh, season two, episode 13, The Setup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, this, and we this learned Leslie quite, is looking for a man. <laughs> this has been quite the setup to that episode. Yeah. Already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she says in this in this episode, the brains of George Clooney and the body of Joe Biden. Yeah. And we were like, look at that. I'm I'm happy my girl got what she wanted. Somebody <laughs> ought to be happy in America, and I'm happy it's Leslie, baby. It's Leslie Note. <laughs> Leslie Note. Congratulations, Leslie, mm-hmm. on if Le- uh, yeah. That I think I think I just yeah. But the one thing I had in the Trump parade, I will say to close it off, is I was wearing an RBG mask. Yeah. So I did have I did have that quiet F you yeah. to Yeah, the, a little bit of protection. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. You had exactly what just the right amount. The enough to keep you safe. <laughs> well, my friend was also driving there and she said she gave one of them the middle finger and I thought, oh, don't just because they're dangerous. I mean, that's the thing. And that's the thing that I we I, I think a lot of people don't uh, really we don't like meditate on it too much. But like uh, you say you saw like if anybody saw a group of us, they'd be like, OK, they're dancing. That's cool. We see a group of them and it's terrifying because they are terrorists. So uh, I think that they're truly just like white supremacist terrorists so like you had your your feelings are very valid those people have a history especially in the last eight months they haven't been emboldened to commit violent acts against us and like you have every right to have been terrified and i'm happy you didn't have any biden shit on your car because they're fucking bonkers so like i'm glad you got out i'm glad we won and now let's fucking talk about Parks and Rec, baby let's do it yeah, let's go baby let's- Let's go. Let's What's es- up? Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's escape. Let's escape into a happier yeah, world. Yeah, let's do uh, it. I love <laughs> so many of our listeners are like, I love it's like a ray of sunshine. It's escapism and it's bad. Yeah. Let's escape. Yeah. Let's escape. This is a really fun episode. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for we having me. watched it together. The setup. We're gonna it's hit, called the setup. We're gonna hit the A story. We're gonna hit the B story. If there's a C story <laughs> that we can find, we're gonna talk we about got, that. Too. We're gonna talk about it. Yes. <laughs> Great. The log line, according to our friends at Peacock, Anne sets Leslie up on a blind date, and one of Anne's old friends makes Mark feel insecure. You love to see it. An <laughs> insecure Mark. Shantira was very excited about that. <laughs> that I, forg- watching it. I forgot about how much I like didn't like him. And then I like saw him again. I was like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, I don't like you. Uh, And that's also like a cool thing, too, because that's one of the few times I've ever watched a television show and be like, I don't like him. And then he was gone. And I was like, am I powerful? 
<laughs> no, he wanted to do dramas, apparently. <laughs> Everybody, no, 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 it's you. So everyone, if if hypothetically he disappears from the show, you have our guest, Shantira, to thank. She manifested it, and it happened. I did. I manifested the fuck out of that. But I also missed it, because after the first season, I didn't like it too much, and I didn't come back until they were on season three. So I did manifest it, but I did not get to see it live in action. <laughs> you don't know you don't know how powerful you are but now you do yeah so, yeah. yeah good to know now you do a decade we, later <laughs> <laughs> we start cold with an opening the way we always do every mm-hmm. episode uh we learn that lot 48 is in some illegal trouble for being illegally your quest properties. properties sounds like a shell a real <laughs> thing yeah. um yeah we get a really great moment with ron swanson of introducing the problem and then truly just like drifting from screen like disappearing and letting letting leslie solve it which is kind of his his mo his, good guy mm-hmm. bad boss that's a, again is kind yeah. of my, my take it honestly really mirrors real life i used to go to ucb meetings where it'd be like matt besser would be like here's the problem and then amy poehler would be here and be like now i'm gonna handle it in a kind way <laughs> well everyone please correct me if I if I use this term incorrectly, but all of the tea that is spilled during the episode, we'll put links to that tea um, in, in the description. Um, I think yes. that I, I would be the person to say if that was right, and I think you did it right. You did Great. it right, Will. You Excellent. that was the correct way to do that. Thank you, thank you, and I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> I'll try my best. Um, but we learned that actually uh, Leslie might be able to get through this little legal predicament because Anne has a friend, Justin who mm-hmm. allegedly is the greatest guy ever. Um, so, so we'll... Played by Justin Thoreau. Who allegedly maybe isn't the greatest guy ever, but we'll see once we get into the episode. Um, and then we get a little, we get a little taste of B, which I'm going to tease and then we'll get back into, which is that Ron Swanson is facing a deluge of uh, friggin' uh, <laughs> citizens. <laughs> Who are trying to um, have their voices heard, and it's really bumming them out. But we'll get back to that. We'll just wait. We'll get all into that later. Um, just, just wait for later in this. The thing it's gonna doing, get great. Definitely have like an element of purred embedded deep in my oh, soul. Oh my god, I love purred. I love when he because he's like an actual newscaster. Yeah. Like in real life, and every once in a while he'll like show up in a show, and I I love seeing him. He's really <laughs> so fun. Um, so Anne, who has the solution to the legal problem, also is taking care of is everyone's mom this episode. And she shows up with food for Aziz, an extremely plain salad, and uh the lesson yeah, of Tim. Yeah. What do you think, Anna? <laughs> the sal- I I love she gives him like a ugh, boring. But there's two issues with this. One, why is she bringing him salad? She doesn't work for no. either one of these people. Think, yeah. And two Every scene, notice throughout the series what Anne is eating. I bet you most of the time it's a very plain salad. So I don't know why the judgment on his salad. She, because somebody wrote is, a joke and they had to have somebody deliver it. doesn't matter if it makes sense. I know what will be funny is that she gave him a very plain salad. And then look. Yeah, but I take a funny joke mm. and I break it down with so much logic that it's no longer funny. I mean, it wasn't the best joke. so. I mean, 
We'll see. <laughs> yeah, Shantir, we're, we're adding a new segment uh, this week where, where you'll just punch up this episode. So we'll, oh my we'll, gosh. Come, we'll come back to you. <laughs> I am ready. I have notes. <laughs> <laughs> so we get we get a uh, very plain salad for Tom. And then we also always describe the food that the characters are eating in every scene. So it's that you know, it's an important <laughs> texture. And then we get the Leslie Nope sandwich, which, as we all know, is salami and pumpernickel with olive juice and an extra iceberg. Um, as the only <laughs> the only available sandwich on the menu that hadn't been claimed yet, um, and we we get a little a little exposition delivered eloquently in that Leslie is officially broken up with Dave, and in a framed little photo of him on her desk, um, which she stole from from the police department, um, <laughs> and she says she misses him, but we don't. <laughs> we sure uh, don't. <laughs> Uh, and then Anne, as most people in relationships are, is very, very eager to have Leslie start dating, is very eager to be living vicariously and, and setting up Anne or setting up Leslie with them, <laughs> setting up herself. The setup. This is the setup. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then. Yeah. Go on. You know what happens next. No, you go. You, I think I do. And Sh- Shatira, <laughs> feel free to jump in as well. But yeah, basically, Leslie meets Justin Thoreau. What, but I, his character is also named Justin, yeah. but probably last name, not Thoreau, no. is my it's assumption. probably in his contract. He's like, I'm Justin. It, Write me as Justin. You know? Yeah. I just want more name recognition. Well, I also don't think he was like Justin Thoreau when we... Um, when this show came out, like people didn't know him. He like had married and divorced Jennifer Aniston and wrote a Marvel movie yet. So I think that like when he was there, like the way that TV rooms work is that like somebody knew him was like, let's just do my friend Justin. And then that was literally it. There was no more thought into it at all. <laughs> I promise. This is behind the scenes of Hollywood with an expert. Truly behind the scenes of Hollywood with an expert. There was a room full of men who knew him and were like, he's funny. Let's just name him Justin. And then they were like, thank God we don't have to watch casting. That is exactly what happened. <laughs> Inside scoop. So his friend Justin, so he gets brought brought in to help with the Norquist properties. Mm-hmm. Um, claim. I don't know why. I feel like this sounds like a fake it sounds company fake to me. As hell. Yeah. <laughs> Norquist <laughs> properties. You'll never hear from them again. Mm-hmm. Um, but he comes in. Leslie is immediately smitten. Um, by his his complexity and charm. I'd say sort of the opposite of Dave. Absolutely confident um, and handsome. Not a predator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all three. Just all the main boxes. Yeah. And he's helping save people mm-hmm. because he's suing um, fire in a can, which is a product that was dangerous. He does civil litiga- litigation. And I love Leslie's I'm interested face. Um, so she's clearly into him. And suddenly with Anne, she's like, you know what? I'm down to be set up. Why don't you set me up with your friend Justin? Ooh. And what follows is like, I think so funny. Uh, I think it's one of the funniest, not even like dialogue moments, but it's between Anne and Leslie just being like, I don't know, because it's clear Anne doesn't want it, likes him, doesn't want them set up mm. in case Mark falls through. And we get a good, I would say, 30 seconds of like female politeness <laughs> while also not saying, I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> For an episode where all the men act bad and all the women act too polite. Yeah. 
I think. And then yeah. later seasons, they like have a nice balance. <laughs> <laughs> they grow yeah. into it. Yeah. 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 So the, instead, Anne decides, I'm going to set you up with one of the doctors in my hospital. Pivot to someone else can take the yeah. mm-hmm. well, metaphorical. And, and Anne shows up with a, with a vial of blood. Um, yeah. She's bad at her job all day <laughs> on this episode. She's yeah, so this distracted. is not her best. Yeah, so distracted by Leslie's love episode life. Episode isn't nervous. She's a little flustered today, but she feels like very, very high energy. Um, comes in, has a guy, Chris. He's a, a doctor. So that's a good sign, mm-hmm. we think. Um, and and He's an, he's an MRI uh, so this technician. technician. That's what I thought. I was about to say, he's not a doctor. Because I remember watching yeah. it and being like, oh, this Thank doctor's, you. my my um grandma would call it um book smart with no common sense. Mm. And I was like, oh, this guy's a doctor, so he must be really book smart. But then he was like, I'm an MRI technician, which is a job that you have to be smart to do. But then I was like, oh, okay, like he's not. As, he's not smarter than I thought he was. Not even book smart. He's, <laughs> like, he's like manual smart. Yeah. He like knows the manual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, you can do this one job, but I would not want you to be a surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> but he, the great thing is this this guy, Chris, is played by Will Arnett, mm-hmm. who at the time was married to uh, Amy Poehler. And Will knows, and you will soon find out right in this moment when I finish the sentence, that it's one of my favorite things. I love when people who are dating play two characters that are not getting along. Yes. I loved it on The Good Place when Dax Shepard made an appearance. <laughs> uh, I always think it's great. I think it's really fun. I love yeah. it also when just- people are together like... Uh- like later, like I like I like the tea as Will would say. Mm. It's like when you'll Please be like, uh, like as Will would say, <laughs> no, the no, tea. No, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, like you and McGregor's girlfriend, like he was in a movie with her, like when he was married, and now they're like together, but he's no longer married, and you're like, hmm, I wonder what was going on when they were on set. I like love to see people who are like. Oh, they used to date, and then you see they like did one movie together like twenty years ago, and you're like, hmm. "It's the Mister and Mrs. Smith." Absolutely, effect. yeah. We need gossip truly. now, um, now more than ever. Um, <laughs> truly, I have the time for it. <laughs> <laughs> this whole this whole segment, we're like cutting back and forth between uh, Leslie's date with Chris, the MRI tech, and uh, Anne and Mark on their on like date night watching Marley and me. <laughs> Bad, mm-hmm. Already a bad date, but it gets worse. Yay, dog! <laughs> she gets so yeah, uh, yeah. It both. It's really two dates going badly. There are some parallels mm-hmm. here. Um, but it's kind of like textbook bad dates. Are the, do you guys have favorite moments of the worst things in this in the Chris date with uh, with Leslie? Oh, um, uh, my favorite thing is uh, uh, I really love how you can get so much out of one line. Mm-hmm. So when he's like, uh, go Badgers, and she's like, I went to Indiana, and she, he's like, no, I said go Badgers. And I was like, I know exactly who this guy is. We yeah. are setting yeah. this up. This is going to be a fucking ride. Like, I love that kind of shit where you can get a complete personality of a character off yeah. of just like one line. And we were like, okay, yep. this is this is where we're going. We all know this that dude. Clear. We know yeah. that dude. We all know it. <laughs> Also, uh, that was probably my favorite moment, but I do also like the moment where Leslie is like, 
um, isn't it? it uh, first dates can be so awkward. And he's like, why would you say that? <laughs> and it just reminds me of something I would do in an uncomfortable situation, yeah. which is like, oh, I'll just point out the awkwardness and then it will go away and it just makes it worse. <laughs> yeah. He's like, now that I'm watching it with like fresh eyes, he's like very scary. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was like, 22 year old me was like, this is so funny. And 33 year old me was like, this is a bad man. You should not go anywhere else with him. Don't. It's also, I feel like I know or I've seen lots of examples of men in real life being like, my fun thing is that I will always like, I'll constantly cut you down. Yeah. It's like, oh, a date? This seems like a good time to constantly belittle you. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, okay. When he touches the fire, that is also my favorite thing. Because like, I've seen enough like of that kind of video, but you're supposed to lick your hand first. I was like, oh, like you lick your finger and then you do it. Not that I would ever do it. And he just stu- don't <laughs> try this at home. If you're hold on, if you're listening, I just want to put a warning. She's n- unless you're a hundred percent sure, please don't lick your finger and touch fires. <laughs> yeah, but like I mean, like I also learned that from a movie, and I was like, oh man, he gonna burn his hand. And you yeah. know what? I was right. So I really love being right. <laughs> and I think again to, to sort of like you know build off of Shantira being right. I think you can lick your hand, or you you're supposed to just like use your mouth directly. You can also put it off if you like put your mouth around a candle. You know, because you're breathing off. that smoke. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I don't. I'm. Uh, <laughs> See, joking is about fire safety is not something I... We do learn about I fire watched, in can this episode. That's a good point. Yeah. It just stresses me out. I watched my mom get in two fire accidents, like with candles. <laughs> One, we were, hold, we were holding candles for peace. I think it was against the Iraq war. It was years ago. I was a child. It was during the Bush years. And she lit her hair on no. fire. No. And then I was like, okay, no more candles in my mom. And then she was lighting, she was lighting Hanukkah, she was lighting Hanukkah candles and it flicked into her no. eye. And luckily she blinked right in time, but she ended up in the ER. Oh. So like, as you guys are giving fun joke fire stories, I just want to remind the listeners, please don't play with fire. I don't think a whole, just for me, a don't whole do element it. can't be off limits. Well, we, we only have earth, wind, and what? What's the other one? Water? Water. Yeah, wind is so... <laughs> That's embarrassing. Wind is so much fun. Honestly, Play with we can't just have three because there's a band that is just Earth, Wind, and Fire and they were just like, fuck water. So like, <laughs> we can, we could probably just Thank get away you. with just the three. But Will, when we're alone, we can, we can add fire back. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can just be fire. <laughs> I feel like such a nerd suddenly. <laughs> no, you're no, keeping I'm, us safe. Uh, you're keeping us safe. I appreciate it. No, I'm clearly a dork. I already told Will before we met Shantira. I I said I looked her up and her and I started watching some of the things, and she seems cool. <laughs> and the 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 cooler someone seems, the nerdier I get. So this is just playing. No, out this real is time. perfect because I'm not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody who thinks they're cool is cool. So I I think we're doing uh, great. As I as I sit here in my improv sweatshirt, I, I would say that uh, we're probably even. <laughs> I think Chris is also the guy that we're talking about, who like someone who thinks that they're cool, and it makes them oblivious yeah. to the, the reality of who they are. And I love who Chris Pratt. Who what? You, you say Chris Pratt thinks he's cool? No, Chris the date. He oh, rem- I, I keep forgetting MRI technician. Yes. Will Arnett. Okay, I was like, oh, did we already skip? I missed it. Ah. Uh, See how cool I am? Uh, yeah, he uh, was such a weirdo. Such an aggressive weirdo man. <laughs> he discovers that Leslie has 
Never had an MRI. Never had an so MRI. Decided to treat her. But see, yeah. this is the part I get scared. And I and when we were watching, I said, "This is there's a part in this date where I." We still found it funny. I still know it's a scripted show, listener. But my anxieties were boiling. Oh, yeah. Where he takes her to the hospital and has and is like, I'm giving you a free MRI. He says free initially. And then he puts her in the MRI. She gets in the MRI machine. And as soon as the head thing is locked in, I'm anxious. Yeah. She's alone with this guy in an MRI machine. I, I've I like had it. Have you ever had an MRI? No, I no, wish. No, but you have. I've had one. Uh, oh my gosh, it took forever. You can't move. It's like really not the best. But uh, I had one and I think that like you you can get out. Like <laughs> you're not supposed to move. Oh, okay. Like they put that in there because like we're humans and like you're not supposed to move, but your head will move. But like you could just be like, fuck it. Pop that thing off your head. Oh, it's not a cage. It's not a cage. Not you, like- you, you, you okay. have to do some shimmying. But you are okay. not strapped down oh in any way. Thank goodness you're so here to tell I, me this. For some, but it is okay. scary to like be in a room with a man that's that intense. Like I would say, n- not for me, not I. I do not like it. Mm-hmm. But if you are in that situation, you can you can shimmy your way out of um, an MRI. I hope you never have to get one. <laughs> See the yeah. thing. The thing I related to the most here, though, is this comes from just being polite. Yes, like the female pressure to be polite, mm-hmm. especially on dates. I'm a big fan of teaching of of saying women, it's okay if you're not polite on. Oh, a date. absolutely. If you feel uncomfortable, like, but it's so ingrained in us. I think that. that like, I think that. At least I. Oh, feel absolutely. That way. I think that. Okay, so like. uh not that the pandemic is bad, but I do think the pandemic. Let me just has, say, we started. The, I know what you're gonna say. I think I know that what the you're pandemic is giving women no, no, the opportunity to yeah. say no more than yeah, they yeah. would have ever been able to because you can legit. It's the only type of because <laughs> women are always afraid they're gonna die because they're afraid like some man's gonna kill them. But this is the first time like a man can be afraid of the same thing. So like, mm. not that a woman could just say no because a man would probably still bother them. But I bet you like a girl could just be like, uh. I just had COVID. Could you not touch me? And I bet you it's way better than I had a boyfriend. Please don't touch me or anything that a man would like ignore. Like being in a mask and like literally your air could kill me. It's really going to help. I think women be able to be like, oh, no, I'm, my friend had COVID. I'm still in my 14 day quarantine. Please don't touch me. I really think it's going to help women be able to say no. Wow. That's what I'm thinking. Also, if you're a guy and you're listening and you're like, oh, that seems like an extreme thing to think, ask five guy friends their worst first date stories, then ask five female friends their worst first date stories. I guarantee you the guys are going to be like, she didn't look like her picture or like this thing. And the women are going to be like, I thought I might die. Yeah, he was scary. It's scary. It's so scary. I was going to say that now it's kind of normal to video chat first. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I've never had this ability. And so like, and it's very, it makes a ton of sense. Like why get together even six feet apart in person without video chatting? And so, so like- So I'm not dating yeah, right so now, so I didn't know that that was the thing, but yeah, that makes sense. Point. So yeah, so many of my female friends are like, it's great. I get to talk to this dude for an hour and a half, see if I'm actually into him, see if my gut is telling me anything. And um, first yeah. dates are like dangerous and boys will be like, oh, well, I don't want to buy you a beer. And girls are like, I hope he doesn't kill me. 
it's just so much easier like to, companies, yeah. it's just yeah. so yeah. much easier to shimmy out of a video call than an MRI machine. Oh, yeah. Also, the internet, the but, internet goes out. You could be like, mm, "I'm internet's out. I'm so sorry." <laughs> boop, boop. <laughs> you just have to stay still but like an even, animal for like <laughs> twenty seconds, and they're like, "Oh, they froze," and you exit, you leave meeting. <laughs> oh man! But even on a video date, I recently I felt so much pressure to stay on, even though I wasn't feeling it because of ingrained female politeness. So, oh man, you got to get a. There you um, go. So, yeah, you, you live by yourself, don't you? I was gonna say, have your roommate come in and just pull the plug and be like, "The internet, damn!" <laughs> just have it. I bet you there's an app for that. Maybe we can find somebody to make it that, like, at any moment, if you just like press a key on your keyboard, because you know, like, when we're yeah. trying to get off of a Zoom, everyone can see. You're all like, "Oh," oh. but like, if there's just like an escape button that that makes it look like the internet went out. Chef's kiss. It just yeah freezes. It it goes. Static. Yeah, it just like freezes you, and you're like, oh thank god. Let's let's work on it. After this, we have a new business venture. Yeah, we don't we don't need <laughs> oh, more I like puppy dog ears, uh, like heart filters. We need a filter to to save to save some lives. Save some lives. <laughs> or just Absolutely. some dates. Some first dates. Yeah. Absolutely. But Leslie is not on a virtual date. Pivot. I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is now in an MRI machine. Being told, I think the creepiest thing he asks is like, are you on your period? She says, no, does that matter? He goes, not for this. Yeah. That's when and it's I was like, like, whoa, this is so oh. bad. That was yeah. a, that's a punch up we could do. That's something that uh, I wouldn't, I mean, it could make it on TV now because people are still full of shit. But like, oh, uh, everybody in every room that I've worked in wouldn't, that wouldn't make the script. That wouldn't make it. Yeah. It just doesn't, it feels more uncomfortable. It's than interesting yeah, absolutely. having like, the 2000, not having the decade jump now, mm-hmm. I think between like when we're watching the episode and when we're, when it came out, it is interesting to feel like what, what is a joke about a certain kind of behavior? And then when that behavior mm-hmm. is no longer acceptable in society, those jokes also no yeah. longer work. Um, and Aziz's I like, character, yeah. comp- his entire character doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I his think there are entire, like yeah. flashes of it that are yeah. still effective, but his his like identifying like marker yeah. has aged. Because even badly. when he, because even when he was like interviewing people in this episode, and you were like, when he got to the woman, I was like, oh, and I don't think that that's what you want. You don't want a character anytime he is interacting with a woman. I am uncomfortable, especially because art imitating life, life imitating art. But like, it's one of those things where it's like. Oh, every time he talks to a woman, he's making her uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. I'm supposed to laugh because I I met this character first. So it's very interesting. It was I, I started rewatching it um like uh, the, the the whole series in the beginning of quarantine. And it's just like so interesting to be like, oh, like I didn't like this person, but like now I do like them more. Mm-hmm. Or it's just like, oh, I thought this was so funny, and now I'm like, oh, he would get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, did, did you feel like your relationship to the show changed when you in in the rewatch? And you talked about that a little bit, but um, yeah, absolutely. The first season is still bad. Uh, the second season, I remember watching, and Louis C.K. showed up, and I remember when the show uh, was originally on. Re- that's like when he was like really in his height and his heyday, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, being a predator, but nobody knew. Uh, I was excited when he was on the show because I thought his character was fun. I thought it was fun to have like, this is also when I liked cops. 
I don't want nobody to date cops. Like, I'm like a completely different bitch now. (laughs) So it's like one of those things where I like remember him showing up and being like, oh, dang, I forgot that I can't root for this relationship in my head anymore because I dislike him so much. But the heart of the show, I still really love. I really love that last season of the show. Hmm. I love what they did for Leslie as a character. They made her really good at her job, which is why I stopped watching in the first place. So um, going back and revisit it and be like, oh, like they really made this a strong like female friendship. They really made men look stupid and like acknowledge it because like a lot of men are stupid, but then they get jobs and we just like pretend that they're smart. And I really appreciated that. So I think that as the show grew, I like liked what it did. So like I still love it. It's my favorite show. That and the good place, I think, sure Aww. makes great television. Um, but it was interesting to be like, oh, like there are things, there are aspects of this that I've outgrown. But that's good because he doesn't make TV like that anymore. So like I can still enjoy it. If yeah. he was still making TV like that, I'd be mad. But the good place is, I yeah. think, a perfect show. So he he oh, grew. The good place yeah. is a perfect show. <laughs> Um, I'm so happy for Schitt's Creek with all the Emmys they got because Schitt's Creek is a beautiful show. I was also like, oh, that last episode of The Good Place deserved every so good. award as well. I wish they could all win them because I watched that last episode of The Good Place and just cried so hard. And then I watched them doing a table read of the last episode and <laughs> cried again. I know I cried. Uh, those are two. Those are the last two se- series finales of shows. The I think Parks and Rec and the good place are the only two that I've like cried. Like I was like, it's over. I'm so sad. But I, I to be fair though, I cried Shit's Creek too. I guess I cried. I didn't finish Shit's Creek. I'm gonna have to revisit it because Shit's Creek was the same thing for me as Parks and Rec, where I like watched the first six episodes and I was like, mm-hmm. I was on a plane and I was just like, I'm gonna close this. This is not for me. So uh, everybody loves it so much, and then that's another show that I've been told has. It's shifted and changed. The characters grew a lot from the first season where I did not like them. So um, I'll go back and revisit. It's not like I got nothing else to do. <laughs> I, you don't remember the bio from the top of the episode. I think it, I think it doesn't give a lot to do right now. I mean, yeah, but like. Yeah, I just, the self-deprecation works less when you read off your no, I mean, like, first. I'm home. So like just the yeah, two hours yeah. I would have spent driving to and from yeah. work. I got some time i got a couple extra hours also um but now all that time's gonna be investing in our new project of getting this app oh, off no, the ground the yeah off. Got, we're gonna get our but, we're gonna yeah. get our app off the ground but but i will say i do have time because um the amber ruffin show is on um it's on east coast time and i live in la so like i'm done with that job at like one <laughs> oh wow. it starts early it starts at seven which is 10 o'clock there but then we're done at like four or five o'clock their time. So I, I really do have like a little, I get up early and I, I get a little extra time because um, it's early, but you don't have to drive. I know there, I so don't have to the, drive like, there and I don't have to be in New York and I love LA and Chicago, but I don't, I don't like living in New York. So it works would, out perfect for me. A, a hell of a commute too. Oh yeah. 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 It'd be right too much. 10, too yeah. much. LA to New York every day. every day. I'm not Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> <laughs> So we're we're also we're going I've just realized that we've left Ann and Mark on a bad date for a long time and maybe they deserve it a little bit, but yeah, I want to just yeah, check absolutely. in on them. Great pivot. Um yeah. they so I always as someone who has watched a lot of movies with girls I had a crush on in high school, the sort of like watching a movie with a blanket thing felt really familiar. So I was yeah. 
I was all geared up to like be really comfortable watching Marley and me with Anne and Mark. But unfortunately, Mark, <laughs> I don't know why I'm blaming him. They have a conversation. We realize that Anne is, is saving Justin. He's like, yes. her. Yeah. I feel like they're both. It's like the boys act badly this episode, but I'd say the boys and Anne both act badly. Yeah. You know, like Anne, the, the thing that kind of hits, I'm glad by the end of the episode, she comes around. But the thing that kind of hits is Leslie was in love with Mark. Yeah. And Anne chose to date him, which was perfectly fine. But, you know, Leslie made a sacrifice and yeah. um, it, she's in a relationship. And so I, yeah, per usual, the, what Mark is up against, I'm not, I'm empathetic to. It's just his reactions. Yeah, childish. So They're so childish. They're so childish. And yeah. that's the thing, like, I, I think that for um, one of the reasons I like really like art I should say, is that usually we watch it so that we watch people do the things that we would never be too brave enough to do. So like in real life, you never bring this up to Anne and you like know it and it mm. bothers you and you like let it eat away at you. And that's like what people do. But like on TV, like he should be like, hey, like you love this guy. Like, what the fuck? Can we talk about it? And I'm like, mm, we don't have to spend seven minutes on it. Like, this is TV. Like, make people say the truth. So, like, I wish I would have jumped into it sooner. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it, it was just like, also, I don't like Brandanowitz. So, like, it sucks to be like, you're right, though, man. She she <laughs> is saving him. You know what I mean? Like, they make you, like, really feel for this man. And you're like, oh, but like, oh, he's right. Well, so, no, like, we're also like, <laughs> and shouldn't end up with Mark. You know, we're kind of like, no. actually, she does need a plan B. Because if you had to pinpoint, because <laughs> yeah. we've talked a lot about why we don't like Mark Brandanowitz, but if you had to pinpoint why you don't, I'm curious, because you've said you don't like mm -hmm. him, and you're very about funny it. and pointed. <laughs> I, I want to I that's why I want to know exactly, like, I, what it is I you do don't not like, like Brandanowitz because of, okay, two things. Uh, uh, that first season of Parks and Rec is kind of shaky for me because uh, Leslie Nope is bad at her job and only men get to be bad at their jobs and keep their jobs, especially in government, unless you're like a weird Republican. So uh, I think that that is a thing that really frustrated me is that this woman who is so smart and so intelligent is hung up on a like a dude from work for six years, mm -hmm. not even like an extra sexy dude, like just like a basic bitch who is rude to her. And he also knows that she likes him and like d won't just be like, hey, I don't really like you and like end it like that. Like, I don't like him because he knows that she likes him and he is a piece of shit about it. And I don't like that she likes him because she's too good for that. So it, it was just a, it's a script thing. And and it also was like. I think that this is a relatable thing too, where like somebody would be like, oh my God, he's here. And then you'll look up expecting like Brad Pitt, but it's just like somebody's crush from 10th grade. So I think that like <laughs> yeah. for also, I really love Amy Poehler. Mm -hmm. So the thought for me is that Amy Poehler leaves SNL to get her own show. And the whole show is about how she fucked a guy one time and it ruined like her self-esteem. And I was like, I don't like this at all. So it's a combination of this piece of shit being around, it being unrealistic to me. And then season three, they fixed it. <laughs> um, beautiful. I just want to know. We'll hop back in. Let's let's wrap up this A story. Uh, I just, I really want to, we had a very similar conclusion where the, the thing that really highlighted it for me was the one line where 
he doesn't remember sleeping with her. Yes. It's not just that he doesn't like her. He doesn't just, remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it's not just, oh, yeah, we slept together. I don't want to blow it out. It's, oh, yeah, we did sleep together. After that, I'm like, yeah, no. I didn't like that. Um, that's a writer's room but, thing. They think yeah. that's funny. <laughs> it's, it's not. <laughs> but that's such a good point that it's like an easy joke that then. That sacrifices an entire character. character. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Yeah, we talked to a writer from the show and she said, yeah, you know, they were like, what if they had something? But he just treated her so badly and we've come to fall in love with her so much already Mm -hmm. that it just doesn't work. But Leslie Nope has been on a lot of bad dates Mm -hmm. and we see in this episode sort of how she gets herself into it, I feel like, which is an over politeness where finally at the very end, um, she shuts him down. What's the last straw for this date? They're like walking. Well. Oh, it's the it's the um he sees a smudge and tries to tell her she could have died. Oh yeah. And then he, but then it's just a smudge on the computer and she's like this is done. I want to yeah. go home. So she drives she drives there's, him there's, home. Because- <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. and, well, and, and, and maybe pick son. up his son, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get a good line where um, uh where Will Arnett is like I you know, I guess I'm not as good of a tech as I thought I was because I didn't see that you didn't have a heart. <laughs> so he he gets the last word. <laughs> not really. And th- and then gets yeah, in her car. Yeah, and then gets in her car. Um, this is pre-Uber, too. It's also so funny yeah. to watch stuff be like, yeah, get his ass in a cab. And then you're like, oh, yeah, like, y'all just got a ride together. It's 2009. It's a period. <laughs> it is. Um, <laughs> we, end up, we end up back but, at the office. And a meet, like, Justin really is just a breath of fresh air after this date with Chris. He's like, they have mm-hmm. chemistry. They're, they're, they're working together, which... I think we're starting to realize should be a like Leslie needs to be with someone who understands that she's good at her job and that mm-hmm. that's a big part of herself. Yeah. Um, and so it goes really well. But Leslie, there's a, this moment where it feels like it naturally presents maybe Leslie asking him out or being like, I'd love to see you. Let's get a drink. But she has, she hesitates because of Anne's weirdness around him. And mm-hmm. Donna, Donna. It's Donna. Yeah. Donna brings to light. Thing. We've been tracking Donna getting to actually say things in the show. Uh, this is not her biggest episode, but she brings to light what's happening. She's like Anne saving. Mm-hmm. And we watch, uh, uh, I almost said Amy Poehler. We watch Leslie Nope process and understand mm-hmm. that, thanks to Donna. So, and I think Donna also, and uh, yeah. Larry, Jerry, Gary. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? Season two? Oh, this Jerry? Is Jerry, yeah. I think, he's, I think he's Jerry. Yeah, season, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, we, but uh, also at the end, they're guest stars. So it's nice to see, like, right. you'd be like, why do you all, all say nothing? And then you'd be like, oh, you were guest in a couple of years. You're going to get you a promotion, saw, girl. You read it, read go, it yeah. is so funny, though. You're going to get a feature. Yeah. You're going to be a feature player, girl. <laughs> um. But to wrap up the A story, mm-hmm. you know, Mark actually goes to uh, Andy's shoe shine stand, asks him about Justin. Mm-hmm. Cri- uh, Andy confirms, yes, Anne is in love with Justin. This is not in your head. And then Andy sort of fixes everything by going to Anne by accident and being like, it sucks what you do, that you hold this guy over our head uh, whoever you're in a relationship, you hold Justin over your head as the perfect guy. And then we have what I think is one of the funniest moments of Anne this this episode where Andy turns it on her and goes, you're going to have to choose me or Justin. And for a moment, she forgets she's <laughs> Mark and goes, I can't choose. <laughs> 
And I think it's a great conclusion. It's a great. Uh, and I've, yeah, after that, she writes all her wrongs. She goes to Leslie and has set up a date with her and Justin. Uh, and she goes to Mark and apologizes. And, and while uh, all over the place this episode sort of puts a bow on the A story. Yeah, yeah we, Proud it, of it, her. It wraps up with, uh, with Leslie on a date, about to go on a date with Justin. And we, we hope to see more from both of them. Soon. We hope they end up kissing. Yeah. And Mark spoils District 9 for Anne. They're having another movie. <laughs> he, he, he spoils it in seconds. Just <laughs> kind of incredible. Um, B story, if you'll remember. That is the, yeah, B. From that little tease. You remember from the beginning. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've got a series of interviews, which as someone who's currently unemployed, I love to see. I pick up tips. I learned, I learned <laughs> how to do it all. Um, but Ron is interviewing for an assistant. The job description mm-hmm. is job assistant to man, low pay, which I feel like I've, I've applied for those jobs. <laughs> Honestly, I appreciate how honest it is because that yeah. is um, every job that I ever saw on Craigslist that, or monsters.com. Yeah. He was just like, low pay, work for a man. Like, I was like, yeah, this is, everybody should do this. <laughs> So that everybody knows what working is like. <laughs> but if it was monster.com, it would say two years minimum experience in field. Yeah, needed. absolutely. The most frustrating thing is that all these entry level jobs are like two years experience needed. And you realize that only people who did unpaid internships out of college yeah, can do- get a lot of these jobs. Uh, and it's an unfair the cycle. The worst thing I, I ever saw was um, this guy w- was looking at like um, com- just like computer tech stuff. And um, this place was like 10 years experience from this program. And the guy was like, I'm going to contact them because I created this program four years ago. <laughs> so I was like, everything's a goddamn scam, man. You got to don't feel bad because some of that stuff's just bullshit. <laughs> wow. He was like, I am not qualified for this. And I created the program. Speaking of, of people who aren't qualified, uh, Tom, is, <laughs> Tom is radically unqualified for uh, the, the assistant <laughs> as an assistant himself, but he really takes it, takes it on himself to find an assistant for Ron, which will actually just be like an assistant for him, we realize. <laughs> so he's conducting interviews. He's being creepy to women. Um, and he finally, <laughs> yeah, he, for all the men, he sits across from them doing like, which tie should I wear? But when the woman comes in, he's sitting almost on top of her on mm-hmm. the edge of the desk, asking her to describe how attractive her friends are and to be as superficial as possible. And I agree with you. It is, um, some things just hit too close. Yeah. To home. I mean, it was, it's kind of like what you were saying before, right? About, uh, first dates, right? So like all of yeah. those men in that interview are going to be like, I had the weirdest interview. That guy was weird. And that girl is going to be like, I had a really scary interview. yeah i like you you're also you've like brought the writers room a couple times and and in thinking about what changes in 10 years it feels like if Mm -hmm. you have that character you i'm also thinking about you know the actor like the day players who audition for these roles and Mm -hmm. it's like even if everything is the same this woman needs like a talking head to prove that for her to like take her power back or like subvert him or like like we yeah. need to hear her say something. She doesn't <laughs> say anything. Yeah. And then also her reels fuck because she's like, I was on Parks and Rec, but it was just him doing this thing that's uncomfortable now because that's what he's famous for. And I- Yay! <laughs> Let me cut that out of my fucking reel. So he ruined her. She could be Amy Adams by now, but we don't know because her reels fuck. Listen, if you're a- 
If you're the extra that played this woman, you are officially invited onto Connie <laughs> Public Radio, where we will film new scenes for your Absolutely. Reel. So the one the one good thing that, um, that Tom does yeah. in this episode is that he introduces us to uh, John Ralphio. John yeah. Ralphio! Yeah, who does a bad gay joke. Let's go, baby. Let's get it out the way. <laughs> Let's get it out the way. Everybody's problematic as hell. <laughs> In 2009. What, what's, your take on, what's your take on this character? Shindu? I think that uh, we know exactly who... Well, we don't know exactly who he is because we've never seen anything like that, right? <laughs> He's, he, he is a caricature of a person that we see later that like this caricature of a person uh, really sticks to it, you know, for like the whole entire um, Here? show. Yeah. Hmm. I I I feel like something that makes his character more fun and digestible is one Ben Schwartz seems like a charming yes. actor and two I feel like the character constantly gets shit on and shut down like we know this is bad and he gets shut down for it constantly I also think spoiler alert so if you are <laughs> listening and you have not watched the series please go um look up the Georgia Senate races and donate some money while I spoil this um so I in season seven, he has the most grounded moment where he just goes, I've always been in love with you, Leslie. <laughs> and it's the one moment he gets to break character. And I think it's the funniest thing after all this buildup. And I actually really, jo- bad joke aside this episode, I enjoy. Oh, character. yeah, he's a fun character. I think that there is also just like nuance and like knowing that like everything you love doesn't necessarily mean it's going to hold up. And, and it's also like, right. because... I, I personally don't rewatch a lot of television. Like I'm rewatching Parks and Rec and I think the only other show I've rewatched all of it is Veronica Mars. Mm. Like I just like, I'm like, I'm done. I never think about it again. Especially when something's like eight seasons long, I was like, I don't have the time. But it's like, oh, I really do like that character. It's so funny. But like it used to be, we couldn't watch stuff back like that over and over and over again. You know, you really couldn't do it unless it was like Nick and Knight and they were playing it for you. Now you can just be like, oh man, I love. Uh, I watched this um, this uh, a documentary called Disclosure. I highly recommend it. And it's like my friend, yeah, is in it's it. about um, uh, my friend Zeke. Yeah, is in it's it. so great, and it's about basically it just helps you be like a better trans ally, and it just shows you all this like fucked up stuff that people used to say and do mm-hmm. uh, uh, to and about trans people in movies, and like Ace Ventura ends on like a transphobic ending and then you like barf yeah and you like watch it and you're like oh i didn't even know so like you go back in time and you watch it and you're like oh like the people the culture that we were in back then it's also a refresher on like how we've grown as a society and i think that's cool too because i feel like when you're in it you only think about how bad things are now sometimes but it's like we could be fucking around doing stuff we were doing in 2009 and we're not and we even us being like that's that's bad now, like how much we've grown. So I think it's good to go back and see how much you've grown too. Yeah. Disclosure is really good for anyone listening. It's fantastic. It's a really good documentary. And it's also brutal when you, when you think like, oh, like, you know, you know, how much should we be watching what we say and do you watch back to back footage of trans people being portrayed in just like the most horrific ways. And you're like, 
oh, okay, I see it. And then you hear trans people talking about how it impacted them. Yeah, and how um, we don't even... Yeah. And, and I think one of the cool things, too, about rewatching, obviously, Parks and Rec isn't like a a, <laughs> a documentary on trans rights, but uh, I think it's important... Wait, what? <laughs> oh, no! Then what are we doing I, here? I think it's really cool to like see through art, through media, what we learn to unlearn. Like mm-hmm. we had to, yeah. we learned that those things were okay. And then, and after our own research, through our own growth, like through us being willing to change, uh, we learned that it wasn't okay. So I think it's really cool that we can go back and watch the show and be like, when I watched this, I did not think this was bad. So you can't be too mad, right? With the people in the room because uh, they were writing it in a time when we thought it was okay, but it's now. And that's why it's so cool that sure, his content now would never include stuff like that. So he's growing too. We're all growing together, which I think mm-hmm. is really cool. Yeah. The great thing is like, if you're, if you're listening and you're thinking, but how do we discuss this or tell jokes? The good place has a character that tells these jokes that is Tom, but is constantly shit yep. on. And it's pointed that the joke is on mm-hmm. him. It's not on the woman who's scared or the marginalized group. The joke of the character on The Good Place is making fun of his own ignorance. Like, it's, we can still, like, write and discuss these things, but we can laugh in the correct direction. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I like. Well, it's, it's right. not even realizing, I think, in, in early seasons of a lot of shows and all the stuff we're talking about, it's just like, um, uh, like a common pattern of punching down without even thinking yes. about it as that mm-hmm. way of being like, well, it's, it's not punching down because I, it's just like a given. Like it's sort of not mm-hmm. even, not even. This is a joke. Yeah. This is fine. This is whatever. But yeah. we're smarter than that, and we're making better television before because of it. And I think that that's that's nice because I love TV. I love TV so much. I spent a lot of time yeah. watching it when I was younger, <laughs> and um, it's nice to know that, like, you know, because like people, you can get disappointed in people, but it sucked that if you spend so much time doing a thing and then it ends up being like the worst thing ever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It would suck if you were like, dang, I spent my whole childhood watching TV and now t- TV is just like a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm glad that it's holding up. Yeah. <laughs> also, w- we say all this and we love, like Parks and Rec is my favorite show. You've said it's one of your favorites. So like, we can, we you can have discussions around the thing you love without it being like, no, 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 we can't watch Absolutely. this Absolutely, because so it has so think, much heart. It is truly, the oh, reason I the love the show so much is because all of those characters grow. And I, I'm real quick to give up on the show, like six seasons in, no, like four seasons in. I'm like, are these the same people that they mm-hmm. were in, epi- in, in episode one? The only show that I like stuck with when those people like didn't grow at all is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because they started off terrible people never said they weren't terrible and stayed terrible. And I like that. It's like, it's like when people are like, we're good. And it's like, you're a bad person. Could you just, if you just owned it, I would like it. So like with um, Parks and Rec, like they weren't bad people, but they knew they could grow. Ron Swanson becomes like a better boss and a better friend. Like Aziz's character, I can't remember his name right now, but like he like, Tom, Tom he like understands that like he should be better to like, people in general like leslie grows into her own strength and it's like it was very nice to like start that journey with those people see their dreams come true and be like that i really like that journey that's one of the reasons i love the show because they had so much heart speaking of the heart of the episode i think the sweetest moment is actually in the b story because it's 
while uh, Ron is looking for an assistant, we learn that that uh, April's internship is almost over. She's like driving Jerry nuts. He's relieved. But, you know, we have all these really sweet moments between Andy and April where she's talking about how happy she is to get out. She suggests that he sell his CD at the shoe shine shoe shine stand. Yeah. That's like yeah. seashells. They seashells. Did that yeah. they did that shoe shine station. Wow. Yeah. She, she um, suggests. I, yeah, I couldn't even get past the first. <laughs> she suggests. So, but we get this really endearing moment of she's describing what his band plays and helping him sell his CDs, and it's the most endearing thing where he's so excited and their love is blossoming and she gives this look at him and we all (laughs) because it's so sweet and Aubrey Plaza is so funny and so good at playing snarky and all these things but her playing like vulnerable and in love is something I just have a soft spot for and so because she's falling in love she decides to stay. And her, her way of doing that is by telling Ron, I'd like to be your assistant. And you hate it here. I hate it here. I'll keep everyone out of your office. And that is how April moves from intern to assistant. She takes Jerry's desk because it's closer <laughs> to Ron. He gets put in a really tiny desk. And suddenly April is a paid employee. That's that's the beautiful. End yes, of the I story. love that. I love women working in government. <laughs> I also think some of some of my closest friendships start from that place of being like, you hate it here. I hate it here. Oh like, yeah. I hate everybody. You hate baby. Yeah. I hate everybody. <laughs> you hate, we hate each other. What is it? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it is. Like our, our common enemy is the people and I will keep them away from you, Ron. And then we have a beautiful friendship. Everyone's growing. You guys, I love it. <laughs> Everyone's growing. So that is the A and B story of this episode with a lot of, um, with it's just it's got a lot a lot of twists and turns you know a lot of twists and turns a lot of um yeah a lot of like will arnett and justin Theroux, some friends of the writers rooms of course (laughs) uh great guest stars in the for 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 will arnett they were like who should we have and amy was like well i'm married to this dude Um, and that's how it works in the industry you guys so (laughs) So better marry somebody get married It is, it is, I wonder like what kind of conversations were going on. Well, that's none of my business, but it is, I'm sure (laughs) there had been the conversation to be like, I'm going to play a character that's never going to come back on your show, honey. Like, it feels like there's that moment of being like, it'd be fun to do this once, but we should have our own things. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's fun too. Just a little one-off. I think that that goes back to like that improviser in you and you're like, well, you get to be everything you ever wanted to be and everything Mm -hmm. you never wanted to be. And it's like, I don't want to be this dude every week. This would be, make me feel bad. But I will do it for a guest spot, baby. (laughs) I think Parks and Rec is great for all those little weirdo things that you always want to do. But like, you don't want that to be like your career. (laughs) Will 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 Arnett plays weird, like very well. Yeah, absolutely. He's a little dark little weirdo. I think we were were like, we were all a little collectively bummed out by the, the woman interviewing for the assistant position. But I do just mm-hmm. want to say, I think Parks and Rec and like on all the sure shows, uh, I think they do a good job of having like featured extras usually yeah. have so much to play with. Like the opening yeah. citizens mm-hmm. bothering Ron of the woman being like, I took a pottery class and I hate this. I'm like smashing it. 
They're so fun. I like the woman who was complimenting. She's like, I've been on the hiking trails and the hiking trails are wonderful. And I'm like, this is the only Pawnee citizen I hear give a compliment. But her voice is so annoying that you don't realize I really love it because this is just like a thing, an L.A. thing. But the lady who cast that show, her name's Allison Jones. And she cast um, Freaks and Geeks, and she pa- she cast The Good Place, and um, she uh, I like read this article that she like was exposed in. I think it was like the New York Times um, because she um, really loves comedy and really loves comedians and giving them like a shot. So mm-hmm. like her like Parks and Rec is such a fun show to watch because it's like all these people who like stereotypically don't get lines. All these people who stereotypically don't get to come back and, and or get to do anything uh, that like steals attention in any way. And she's so good at being like, Mike Schur is also good at this too, at being like, I don't care if they're hot. I want them to be so funny. Hmm. And I think that casting really makes a difference in this show because obviously it's Indiana or whatever. It's not like they're in fucking the middle of Hollywood and everybody's an influencer and super hot. But I think there's something to letting people who are just good at acting, good at being funny, being able to do these bits, like letting them perform. And I think that's why we love the show so much because it's not, oh, that dude is hot. That's why he gets to talk. It's like, that dude's fucking funny, man. And that's why the (laughs) show works so well because the casting is so great. Truly, I believe it. As far as extras go, that's what I think. If you're listening to this and you're an extra, I thought you were all very hot. (laughs) Not, not ugly, but you know what I mean? Like they, they're, uh, you know that like there's a look in this industry and that like, if you're not a certain size or a certain height or you don't have abs, like you don't get to talk on TV Mm. and like, no, I on it. I, I'm not an actor, uh, despite, you know, performing (laughs) in the past, but I lived with an actor and, she went out for this commercial where every type was supposed to be like a sports mm-hmm. person. And she's, you know, like she was from Chicago, you know, blonde. Um, so she was going out for that type in the commercial. And she was wearing this cute little puffy vest. She's like, I'm the skier. I'm like, oh, that's great. I'm like, is that what you would wear in the commercial? Is that why you're dressing up? She goes, oh, no, the the female in the commercial is going to be wearing a skin-tight ski suit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay. And I just went, oh, gosh. That's why I don't feel- The only way to get little commercial lines is freaking- I, That's why I know I don't ever feel bad if I don't book something because I just love cheese too much. I, I'll never get abs. <laughs> I'll never get them unless Marvel pays for it. If you If you ever see me with abs- don't ask me about it because I'm probably not supposed to tell you, but this Marvel is, is paying like my- for it. <laughs> I I like my Aunt Betty's nose that I inherited too yes. much. She had a big nose and I liked it. Although Aunt Betty told my dad I could fix it if I wanted. Um, well, speaking of, these, speaking of but- the, the people of the town, I feel like we should hear from some of our town people, the honorary citizens of Pine Public Let's Radio. Let's do it. Now, a, a real a real quick uh, heads up before we listen. Uh, a lot of these are going to be for the last episode, Christmas Scandal, because as everyone knows, we recorded early and then a lot of recording mishmash. So some of these are going to be about Christmas yeah. Scandal. So if you haven't watched that, go do that now and then come back or listen to our podcast about it. Um, I don't think we can feel too yeah, responsible for spoiling an episode of our own podcast about a show that we've talked about that came out in 2009. I'm just <laughs> warning. And um, our, we're starting. So we've been counting up from zero. 
Uh, and we keep talking about who is the, who's the hundredth caller going to be. And we're starting off the voicemails with our hundredth <gasps> caller. And I feel like this is the best we could do because it is from Connor Young is our hundredth caller. Connor Young, congratulations. You've won honor <laughs> um, i think a thing that npr maybe does sometimes is they do like they'll record a message for their voicemail shantira would you would you have anything for connor young's voicemail on his phone um yeah sure i, I would just be like hi you've reached connor's phone uh this is not connor but he has friends who think that you should talk to him so leave a message <laughs> really good beep. yeah wait no i shouldn't <laughs> do the it's beep. a prank voicemail um, yeah version <laughs> Since Shatira, you might not know this. We have a handful of Connors that call oh, in. Wow. We call them okay. the Connor Club. Now, this Connor is from Norman, Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah, we have a type. The the type that likes our podcast. They're all named Connor. Uh, yeah, so let's start off with the 100th caller who now has a brand new voicemail message. Connor Young from Norman, Oklahoma. Hey, Cannon Will. This is Connor Young calling in from Norman, Oklahoma. After watching the episode, there was really one big unanswered question for me. Why wasn't there mayonnaise on the sandwich in the park? I'd love to hear your thoughts about this. Thanks. Um, yeah, so the woman in the town hall and Christmas special was very upset that there was no mayonnaise in mm-hmm. the park on her sandwich. Why was there no mayonnaise? Wait, did she get the sandwich from the park? I think she, she found it. She found it, it yeah. in the park. Shintu, this kind I of mean, feels like in your there was no mayonnaise wheelhouse. On it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that if you wouldn't want mayonnaise on a sandwich, if you're going to take it to a park, if you're going to be out for a long time, if it's not going to be cooled, Mm, maybe mm. there was no mayonnaise because Mm. they were like, Hey, oil and eggs shouldn't just be out in the sun. So I'm just going to have it dry unless I have packets. Maybe they dropped the sandwich and there were no packets with it. I just think that mayonnaise out in the open could be it could be a problem. You're saying the, the person who An expert yeah the answer. person who left the sandwich was leaving it out there intentionally in order for it to be discovered and was also yeah. like looking out for that. That's beautiful. Yeah, That's absolutely. I think that they were like, "Hey, I don't know if someone's out here. Uh, our unhoused neighbors, mm-hmm. if they want a sandwich, this will be good to go for them, and it won't be disgusting." So I'm, I'm thinking they were just nice. A beautiful answer from our guest, Connor Young. I hope that answers your question. Uh, thank you for being our 100th caller. I hope you do use the voice message um, <laughs> she has given you. Our our 101st caller, guys, we're only 100 away till our 200th caller, <laughs> which will get another yeah. prize, is Joy the Librarian. Hi, Pony Public Lip Radio. It's Joy the Librarian. As we've seen in previous episodes, the community of Pawnee has no patience at public forums, and it's hard for me to imagine them waiting for Leslie to arrive to light the tree. What do you think the Parks and Rec crew did to distract them until she showed up? This is honestly a great question. Um, This is an unbelievable question because they they really do wait. They miss their radio spot. Um, Yeah, I think. There's no way those the people weren't mad. I, I think part of it I from, mean, yeah, what do you think, Shantira? I mean, I think they probably just like gave them candy or something. I feel like they're like, really, it's not too hard. They get mad. It's like you like 
a dog is bothering you and you like throw a ball and then they're like preoccupied for like a minute. You know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like there was probably like some candy, some donuts, maybe like uh, an episode of VH1. I love the 90s playing to distract mm. them. I think that if they would have just got just the right uh, level of distraction that they might have been like, I'm mad. <gasps> donuts. I'm going to eat these donuts and then I'll come back and be mad. So that's my guess. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think I think like a slow simmer of distraction is probably the way that they did it. Um, maybe mm-hmm. different people spread throughout the the lot, just loudly like clapping their hands, like drawing att- drawing focus, drawing attention to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Santa. I think Santa. They had they had Andy in a Santa oh. suit. I feel like Santa probably said, "If you don't want coal, like." If I understand Christmas, <laughs> which I kind of it's do, not too hard. but I mostly don't, <laughs> you know, it seems like a real Christian thing. It's heaven and hell, it's coal or gifts. So I feel like they really <laughs> emphasize that. Uh, Joy the Librarian, thank you so much for calling in. Our next 102nd caller is Connor R., a different Connor, a member of the Connor Club. Uh, let's hear what you had to say. Hello, Van and Will. This is me, Connor R., calling in uh, after a couple weeks. Sorry I missed it. Um, I was curious today about the turtle flu, and as you are both medical experts, I was just curious about the symptoms, potentially, how you would cure turtle turtle flu. Um, Is it something that turtles have and they give to you, or... Do we call it turtle flu because of the symptoms? I'm not exactly sure, but I would love to know. Uh, thanks, you guys. Love you. Thank you for always saying I love you before you hang up. It's really uh, nice. But please never apologize. I love our listeners are so loyal that they say I'm so sorry that it's been a few weeks and I love you. <laughs> Thank you, Connor R., for calling in. Uh, let's hear your thoughts on turtle flu. Also, way to like... Be down to answer all these questions from an episode we didn't even watch. I mean, with you. I have seen the episode before. I just didn't do it recently. Um, uh, turtle flu. Uh, okay, so this is like a thing that I know, but is like weird. Uh, but like all, a lot of animals have their own version of diseases. So like, there's like the one that is at the top of my head is like cats have AIDS, like their own version of AIDS. Yeah, feel and like TV, right. Yeah, 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 they have their own version. And like, I'm assuming that turtles have their own version of flu. So uh, I, I, I'm just going to go with just like turtle flu is like you, you maybe a turtle is in uh, water that's a little too cold for where they're originally from. And they get sick and they got turtle flu. That's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with they got their own flu. You know, yeah. you know more about effect- infectious diseases than anyone in front of COVID. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I care thing. more, so I think <laughs> that might even bump me up. Just caring, just just believing that it exists makes us all smarter than everyone in that administration. <laughs> just more more equipped, a, a country yes. stuck in an MRI machine trying to shimmy. I know, out. <laughs> right? Yeah, just trying to shimmy out. That is, I'm who Lord shimmy us to January twentieth, yeah. please, God. <laughs> I think it. I think it's like a a regular flu that you probably get from. Like, I, the only people who are going to catch it is, are people who are spending what we can all agree is too much time with turtles. You know, I think it's like... But is there too much time with turtles? All right. I'll allow See, it. See, I answered this last... <laughs> I answered this last week and said you turned into a turtle. So... Yeah, I think oh, it, I, 
I thought they were just talking about is, is turtle food real? Mm. And I thought it was like only for turtles. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I think a human could probably get anything. It might not because humans always touching stuff they ain't got no business touching. So who knows? I feel like one, one symptom has to be shyness. One symptom has to just be like, and you and you'll feel suddenly unexplainably shy. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Go in your shell. That's yeah. so cute. Thank you. On that on that adorable note, let's hear from Matthew Kendrick, caller one oh three. We're only ninety three for away from two hundred. Stop counting. <laughs> hey Hannah and Will. It's Matt from Colorado. Uh now Matt from DC. I've just moved across the country. Um and I'm calling in because for the first time when I was driving across the country, I got to spend a little bit of time in Indiana, uh, where the show takes place, of course. And I got to say, guys, I was I was not impressed. Uh, it felt very, very depressing, if I'm going to be honest with you. I was down in a town called Terre Haute, uh, and there was a massive Supermax prison there, and that seemed to be kind of the only thing going for the poor town. Uh, and, you know, no one was taking COVID very seriously. I saw very few people wearing masks, etc., so, I guess I'm wondering if I got the wrong impression of Indiana, if you guys have been there, or, you know, what what uh, what I'm missing from, from my limited perspective. Hope you guys are well. Also, I'm no longer with CNN, so if any of your listeners need a multilingual producer, editor, writer with a focus on East Asia and Latin America, give me a call. Thank you. Bye-bye. I love the idea that everyone does job interviews through our, through our podcast. We talked about job interviews. We talked about qualifications. Everyone just call in if you're looking for work. Just list your yeah. qualifications. Thank I you, Matt, that. for calling Lead in. Lead to the pod. Um, <laughs> Indiana, though, the topic of conversation. Uh, have you guys been? Yeah, I've been to the Indianapolis I... Children's Museum for a wedding. Oh, I was on the cruise ship and I didn't get to go to that. Thing. I wanted. I would. I would have rather been at that wedding than on the cruise ship. It was a very uh, doing. Yeah. I and I have driven uh, when we were driving from Colorado to Boston. We drove through Indiana. I have been um, to Indiana uh, to do shows and eaten with the people and seen the sights to see. And um, uh, Matt is his name. Matthew. Um, you are cor- you are correct. There ain't nothing there. Don't ever go back. <laughs> Um, but if you are listening in Indiana, please, leave. We, we would love you to leave. We would love for you to keep listening and leave Indiana. Uh, <laughs> uh, you should definitely leave Indiana. Um, as you got good ribs, though, so if you're trying to just eat, stick around. <laughs> there you go. The official report on Indiana. Eat ribs and get out but please still listen to the podcast and we love you if you're listening from indiana we are not talking about you and hopefully uh, we'll get some new states soon so we can burn a couple burn a couple bridges yeah. with, with other oh my states. god i feel like you know grew up in a small town in a small in a little corner of the south i love arkadelphia i love you, that name thank i'll you. never forget <laughs> okay that's my voicemail i'm gonna have, i'm gonna swap that one in <laughs> people just be like why is why is Will's voicemail Shantira talking about his hometown? Because um, I love it. I'll never forget it. <laughs> come by anytime. You're always welcome. Um, Thank you. I, but I, I do think like in, especially in towns like that, like passing through like places in Indiana, the, the things that are good about it are like 
a secret place or it's like these people yeah. do this cool thing in this backyard. It's like, like I had to drive 45 minutes to see a movie growing up. So it's like you mm-hmm. find other stuff to do and it's not stuff you're mm-hmm. going to see when you're just passing through. So I think it depends on like, of like the weirdo artists, like, you know, <laughs> all the people in Indiana, anyone who would listen to this podcast, I feel like let's, they would have an idea of what to do. That would be like a good time. <laughs> I, I'm from Tallahassee, Florida. And I think that the thing about America just in general is that it is beautiful, but it's big as hell. And there's just not, <laughs> it's too big for everything to be cool. Like everything can't fucking be like Chicago. Like you just can't. So like, uh, I grew up to a place where there was like, two malls and one big movie theater and now there's one mall and one movie theater you know what i mean so i think that everybody who who lives in those places knows that they have a good rib spot (laughs) and nothing else and i think that they're proud of those things and i think like uh when you're proud of like what anything that like uh, a guy fieri would come to like that's what's up every city in america has got a diner a drive-in or a fucking dive and like i fuck with that but like your politics are probably shit. <laughs> uh, on that beautiful summary, let's move on. Connor Young, because he was our hundredth caller, gets a bonus voicemail. It says Connor Young for the sports section of the podcast. <laughs> Shantira, my dad calls in a sports guy dad, so we're we're starting to pivot a little to the sports part of okay. the podcast. So get ready, go for it. Hey Hannah and Will, this is Connor Young calling in from Norman, Oklahoma. Last week on the podcast, you somehow made it to the topic of OU football. As a current OU student, I thought I could help answer some of your questions that you had, specifically about our mascot. So our mascot at OU is actually the Sooner Schooner, which is the covered wagon that pioneers used to move into Oklahoma. So Boomer and Sooner, while they are horses that are part of the football games, they actually are just the horses that pull the wagon. But the wagon itself is our actual mascot for our football team. Um, I hope this trivia is very helpful for your life, especially for the sports section of this podcast. And if you have any other OU questions, just ask them on the podcast and I'll answer them. Thanks. Bye. I love one that's more of a comment than a question. That's very helpful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So helpful. I'm going to shout Boomer into the mic and somewhere Connor Young is shouting sooner. I know that. Wait, so the wagon is the mascot? Does that mean someone dresses up in a wagon costume? I mean, I don't know. Probably. So they, someone is just like in a giant wagon costume is what you're telling me. And I never knew this part of this football team. I mean, that's that feels right. Isn't Stanford just like a tree? Like their Stanford's uh, mascot is just like a, it's a big, it's a, like, it looks like a Christmas tree. I don't know. Did you go to Stanford? No, but it's just like, I, I went to Florida State, but like I, it's a sports. That's a gator, no, right? Oh God, no. This is when I. No. This is when I turn into go Badgers. No, Gators are our rivals. I went to Florida State, and we are also bad oh. because we are the Seminoles. But I can't change it. Um, but uh, no, it, but I just like no football. We're a football school, so I know that Stanford has a good football team, and they are. Um, they're a tree. Their mascot is a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm mean, in terms of a mascot. That's like. That's a pretty good job. You just kind of oh, show up I and see. hang yeah. out. You don't have to, you just put your roots down on, you know. That's it. Our mascot, my mascot for my 
college um oh gosh this this is in, i'm looking at the florida state yeah it right is now. chief osceola it is a native person it is bad um and uh we are the seminoles but our mascot for um it's bad but uh they do the the coolest uh the coolest thing in the entire world before a football game it's so fucking cool it's so bad uh it is does it have to do with this guy riding out he on a rides horse? out on a fucking horse with a flame a spear that is on fire and then he goes to the Holy center shit, that's what this is. of the field and throws the spear into the center of the field puts the fire out and then lifts the horse up like you know how the horse goes back on two legs and then the I'm looking and then, at these and then the horse goes back right on now. two legs and he pumps his fist and we all scream it is very cool it's very cool looking it's highly problematic but um uh, it looks really cool it's a flaming spear we can't deny that it, doesn't, it looks fucking cool um, wow um I'm looking at photos of this. This is unbelievable. Connor Young, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, Connor. Let's play 105 anonymous. Hey, Hannah and Will. Sports guy dad here. Boy, you had a lot to say about college football. Uh Will is right on. A sooner is what the Oklahoma Mascot is, has nothing to do with a horse. The sooner was the name of Connor and my dad teaming it. Who who would get certain land grants in that part of the country in the nineteenth century that eventually became Oklahoma. So they are the sooner. I'll assume that Hannah was taking the Oklahoma Sooners who are not having a very good year, having lost two Heisman Trophy quarterbacks in two years, as she pointed out. Um Arkansas Razorbacks. I did know that. Uh, not considered a football power, of course, but uh, this week alone, uh, I think five of the eight games in the Southeast Conference uh, have been canceled due to COVID. So maybe the Razorbacks, pigs as they are, uh, in a nice way I say that, will be the last team standing and will win the national championship. Uh, I'm sure you're all thrilled that the NBA is planning to start up in a few weeks, December 22nd, for those of you keeping track. Uh, who do we like Who do we like in the new NBA season? That ought to, you know, your knowledge, I'm getting so much information, so let, let me know that and we'll be in touch. We'll be in touch as my dad. I to love me. dads. I, I love dads because all like like a good dad, they're like all the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the foundation of a good dad is just like nice. They know a lot about like a couple things, and then they like enjoy talking to you about them. And then if you're like hungry, they'll feed you and all your friends. I feel like that's the baseline for all good dads, and that was like a good dad vibe. I love that. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you approve my father. Uh, I love him yeah. a lot. Uh, I think in, the, in the world so, of, of the show, uh, that he we've always heard asks us. Oh, I was, was going to say well, he always asks us sports mm-hmm. questions. We answer with the confidence that mm-hmm. we don't deserve. I don't know your level of sports knowledge. Do you want to? Um, you know, tell my dad what you know. Maybe he he wasn't aware you were going to be I, on. I, I didn't have like preface. a decent sports knowledge. I'll, I'll be honest. Like I own. Probably I only care us. about my football team 
like if we're doing well because florida state is one of those um powerhouses like we've won national championships we have a history of we're like a division one school uh arizona razorbacks i think it is right um i think uh, our, i think are really, razorbacks are is are it's Arkansas, Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. I was like, it's Arizona, Arkansas. I don't have much. It, I, oh, I got it. It's the only <laughs> one you know, right? Yeah. I, I think that like uh, outside of my college, I like don't pay attention unless we're doing well and we have been doing poorly. We like lost our coach. Uh, as far as the NBA goes, I like college basketball. Again, I am very true to my uh, problematic uh, mascoted team. Uh, I, and. Oh, please don't tell me they throw a flaming arrow into it. Oh, no, no, no. It's just, uh, we just do a really bad, you know how the Braves do the chop? They do, they do a chop. We're, we're bad. We're also problematic and bad. Um, uh, 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 basketball. No, I don't know what you're talking uh, about. Anybody who <laughs> plays sports knows that it's bad. Uh, or knows about sports knows that it's bad. Okay. Uh, I would say, like, I'm from Florida again. Um, my state, we are a trash people, but I'm going to root for Miami till the day I die. Uh, go Miami Heat. Uh, and then I don't know if I'm super excited about this season because I think my favorite basketball is college basketball. I don't think we're going to get it the way we usually do. I like college basketball because I really do believe that uh, college sports is where anything can happen. Mm. By the time you get to the NBA, Brackets. by the time you get to the NBA, it's like we're pretty sure like LeBron's going to win. Like you know what I mean? But college, you like get a team like fucking Villanova will overtake fucking UConn or like you know some Podunk team from nowhere that is on a schedule for Duke to practice, and then they'll end up losing. And it's like, yeah, Duke might still win the championship, but like. It's pretty cool to watch people from, you know, schools that you don't really pay attention to win. So, like, yeah, I, I, I'm rooting for Miami because I'm like a home state girl. But, like, I'm really looking forward to uh, college basketball coming back and we get to see anybody really make it. Um, Yeah, word for word, <laughs> Will and I were going to say most of what you said. We know just as much that classic Villanova <laughs> overtaking stuff. Uh, I'm from Boston, so the only... Uh, you know, so the Celtics are always in Boston. I remember I wanted a, a Rondo, Rajon Rondo jersey. I remember thinking he was fun. Cause he I could, don't like, really buy really jerseys because I don't trust men. But uh, <laughs> a friend of mine does this thing where he's like, I only buy a jersey after somebody uh, has either has died. So he only has vintage jerseys because he's mm -hmm. like, uh he's like you even buy that, a even that's a little risky i think i know it's risky <laughs> but the odds the odds the odds aren't in your favor that they're gonna like keep being bad like it's over and you'll find out later but he was like i never buy a jersey because they're so expensive and then the man might be bad and then i just have like a hundred dollar jersey and for, that's what I, I i think about that a lot <laughs> how can i ask well i guess all they're getting tested i just feel like for some of these sports you have a little bit more protection or you don't touch like each baseball. other. Basketball. <laughs> yeah. You're like sweating on yeah. each other from my understanding well, without any protection. I mean, these men are very tall and very sweaty and they get very close together. So from a COVID angle, the NBA, I'm the a NBA concerned. also just did what like the NBA is like New Zealand and the NFL is like America. <laughs> like the NBA 
Oh, then I have. That's faith what in happened. The NBA. the NBA took that shit seriously, locked it down. They were the first one. Like, that was when people realized they were that it first, was serious. They're like, "Whoa, that's yeah." Is yeah. Jacinda yeah. leading them yeah, too? Truly. I love so, Jacinda. like, if, if you're I'm confused, in lo- I might be in love with Jacinda Arden, the leader of New who's Zealand. Great. And if she comes in, just and got reelected. The NBA nailing it, nailing it, truly. But yes, uh, if anybody's confused about sports, that's literally yeah. the NBA is New Zealand. The NFL is america and the mlb is like italy they fluctuate sometimes they have good weeks but then sometimes you win the fucking world series and somebody has COVID while they're on the field <laughs> oh gosh uh, that thing before we move on from this question will she's taken miami i've taken the celtics what team are you taking it doesn't have to be a long thing but i just want to know for my dad who you're putting oh, your the, money uh, on. uh the golden state retrievers uh san francisco uh golden retrievers the Warriors? Um, the Golden State Warriors? The, the Warriors? Okay. All of a sudden, everyone is ganging up on me. Just because I'm, I'm just, not a sports I fan. So, Will is putting his money on Golden Retriever. Honestly. Great answer. Okay, our last message is from Anonymous. I believe this is my mom, but I have not listened to it. And so, I, I have no idea what's coming. I usually listen to just one my more parents' ones. What? Tea link in the bio is that <laughs> rumor has it your mom was woken up from a nap to record this. Here she is. <laughs> Rumor has it. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Will. Still loving your podcast. Just thought you would want to know that uh, you discussed, I believe it was two weeks ago, a very catchy tune of, uh, that a character dressed as a horse sings to, to various people on different occasions like divorces and things like that. Uh, I thought you would want to know the source, and here it is. Anyway, uh, just a little uh, TV history, or at least my history. I love that. <laughs> Hey, wait, did she put the name of the TV show? I know she had texted no, me. No, I don't it. think so. Oh, she's I think be... she just wanted us what? to make sure that we got flagged for, for copyright infringement. I appreciate Who the was that? Detail. What show is that? <laughs> it's like Mr. Ed? This is from Miss, Mr. The Mr. Ed. Ed That's what I said. Song. I was Mr. Yes. Ed. I've seen Mr. Ed before. There you go, Mom. If we had had Shantira on, you, we would have been fine. Uh, thank you, Mom, for doing our the research behind the podcast. Uh I yeah, I love my mom <laughs> too. She still loves yeah. It. You got good parents. You got good parent vibes. Yeah, you know I'm really lucky. <laughs> uh, I like them. And I think I love them calling every mean, week, especially with our little like take your shoes off bit, makes me feel like it's just the three of us in like a very nice basement in the suburbs making a podcast with like your mom and dad poking their head downstairs, being like, and if anyone's hungry, like there's know, a snack. They- Covered. She, <laughs> she, she brings us bagel bites. Ooh. I said, I, I said, I like bagel bites one time, and every time I come over, I get bagel bites, <laughs> and I fucking love it. <laughs> uh, that's great. 
Um, those were our town hall voicemails. Remember, if you want to reach us, go to our speak pipe, speak pipe dash Pawnee public radio, tweet at us at radio Pawnee. You can also, um, write us a five-star review. We definitely will read it aloud. We love those five-star reviews or email us town hall at PawneePublicRadio.com. We did have a tweet actually, uh, from Sarah Noir. <laughs> I am so sorry, Sarah. I have trouble with ours. Uh, from Sarah, I've been on a bit of a podcast hiatus as I finish an audiobook. I don't want to lose the thread of, but had to stop in and check on, out my happy place. A bright ray of sunshine in time of renewed hopefulness that is Radio Whoa, Pawnee. Beautiful. Sarah, that's really, really that's sweet. That's so nice. A beautiful. Yeah, so nice. Of, uh, we love our listeners. Twitter, you should also follow oh. Chintira at Tira oh, yeah. underscore. Tira underscore Tira. <laughs> it's a fun I'm one. I'm going to do this right tira, now. Tira, tira. I'll do it right now. We have fun. Now, we also, oh, we also got our first reference in the middle of this podcast to uh, Slides and Swings, if you were listening carefully as you watched the episode, which is, as we know, the British version of Parks mm. and Recreation. Have you watched that one, Shantira? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit slower, but I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what everyone says about yeah. the case. Where can um, people, we know they can find you on Twitter. Um, what else should people watch if they love you? And how could they, how yeah. could they not? I mean, uh, there are ways. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm Tira 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 on Instagram. I'm not on TikTok. I'm not on Snapchat because I am i don't know how to use those. Uh, but I am, I am, occasionally I'm on Twitch. I have like a... Twitch channel with some friends. Uh, it's called Chicago for real with a four, the number four in it. And we just like make content with each other because I miss Chicago. And uh, other than that, just follow me. Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> uh, I just followed her on Twitter. I'm already happy I did. Uh, she, she's shouting out my friend Dwayne, who I took an IO Chicago class uh, yeah. with back in the we day. We worked together at Amber Ruffin. Well, <laughs> Yeah, he's he was funny and sweet even years ago. Uh, I don't regret following Shatira, and neither will yeah. you. You know, we've never had endorsements immediately after letting us. Uh, but I, I'm going to start Yay. doing that. Well, cool. I love that. Everyone can, we can all put our shoes back on. We're going outside. We're putting on our masks, and you should too. Um, Shatira, yes. thank you so much. This was it was really fun hanging out with Thank you. Thank you so much. This was so much. So was so much Thank fun. Thank you for having me. And one day when this is over, one day uh, we'll hang out because we both live in LA. <laughs> for sure. Mm -hmm. If you ever want to go on a hike, that's what everyone says. <laughs> I now. know, right? Well, we have a pool. You can just come swim in the pool in my apartment complex. <laughs> All right. I'm on my way right now. Uh, I'm that person. If you invite me over, I will Yay. show up. Uh, <laughs> Uh, thank you guys. Uh, if you're listening, thanks so much for making it to the end. Uh, what should our hashtag be if they made it to the end? Ooh. <laughs> hashtag ooh. <laughs> there you go, baby. Hashtag ooh. <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs>